We're so glad that you're joining us this morning. My name is Pastor Anthony. We're going to speak about breakthroughs today. Oh, we need a breakthrough in America. We need a breakthrough in this country. There's just so many things going on. And this topic might make some of you uh, uncomfortable today for various reasons. I understand that because what's happening in this country is really, in my opinion, de deplorable. It's, it's horrible, some of the things that are happening. We need change and we need breakthrough. We need help and hope and healing uh, in America, uh, repentance. We need justice and, and unity. We need to understand that what we have been seeing um, in, in our land and what's been happening really in many cases is simply wrong. We need a breakthrough. And I believe this even goes beyond America. But let's start in America. Let's start here. Let's start being the leaders that we were called and designed uh, to be. Let's make a difference here at all levels in this society. The rich, the poor, the famous, the not so famous. It doesn't really matter. You all have a part to play in the success and future of America. All right? And so let's just simply go forward in faith. And we simply have lost our way. Now, some people would say, you never really found your way. Let me just say this from the onset of this message. Jesus is the way. He is our redeemer. He could be our help in times of trouble. And today we're going to speak about breakthroughs. I'd like to touch on at least three things today. Fear, faith, and freedom. Fear can overcome us and faith must motivate us and freedom uh, can save us. And I'm going to explain a little bit more what this all means. So let's jump into the Word of God today and we'll be in the book of Exodus chapter 14, specifically looking at 13 and 14. So open up your Bibles and let's just turn there. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you. The Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you you only need to be still. So we have to be still. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Oh God, open our eyes, our ears, our mind to understand some of these difficult topics that we need to speak about uh, today and even over the next uh, several weeks, oh God. We love you, oh God, and help us to say the right words. Give us, give us the ability to express ourselves rightly and, to be, and our words to be received rightly. Bless and anoint these words and bless and anoint your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, many of us know the story in, in Exodus 14. The Israelites, God's chosen people, were enslaved for 400 years. They've been abused and, and for decades and decades and decades, right, by those that have been in power, the leadership of the time. And finally, many, many years later, after all the abuse, and after all the oppression, God hears their cries. God answers their prayers. God is going to send them a deliverer who will free them and save them. And going to turn them into be, really being a great nation, right? He raises up Moses. And to deal with Pharaoh, the power of that day. And chapter 14, after all the plagues, after all the abuse, after the death angel or really the destroyer comes uh, to destroy the first a born child who's not covered under the, under the precious blood of the lamb was killed. And then finally freedom comes. Pharaoh finally lets the people go, lets God's people go. And what happens in their freedom, um, 
on the way to the promised land are setbacks. Church, we need to understand, and, and people who are listening to this from afar, we need to understand there's always setbacks as we're trying to move the church forward, as we move a society forward. There will be setbacks. We have to understand that. But we need to understand that we need to keep going forward by faith. In this case, we know that Pharaoh had a change of heart. And Pharaoh decides that he's going to go after them. If they say go, he's going to say don't go. And he wants them back. And he creates this havoc. And we see this playing out in Exodus uh, 14. And we see that the Egyptians and the Pharaoh's horses and chariots and, and horsemen and troops, they're going after the Israelites. And, and, and the Israelites start seeing that they're being pursued. And verse 10 says, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. And there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and they cried out to the Lord. By the way, that's a great place to be when you start crying out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Um, what have you done to us to bring us, bring us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, leave us to serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians, then to die in the desert. Listen, these people were terrified. They were scared. Uh, fear overcame them, and fear can make you really do some strange things and, and say some strange things. And the Israelites really needed a breakthrough, but they couldn't see their breakthrough. They couldn't see into the future. Um, they, they couldn't see their, their, their breakthrough, right? And so they start grumbling and, and mumbling and rebelling against God and against Moses. And, and even after all the miracles of God, after all the miracles that they saw, um, they decided to still rise up against their leadership, against Moses. And they wanted to go back to where they came back, back to slavery, back to uh, bondage, back to oppression and hard work, and really no real future. Number one, fear came over them. Fear can come over us. Fear came over, over them. And fear can make you really do some strange things, especially when, when it's hopeless, when, when you see no way out of the situation. And, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. There needs to be a calming. Do not be afraid. He encouraged them. And he wanted them to see a future. And he wanted them to have a hope. And he wanted them to remain strong. And he wanted them to be determined to keep going forward by faith. But right now, fear has taken over. So fear and hopelessness can make us really make bad decisions. It causes us to go backwards a lot of times instead of forwards. It causes us really to have many setbacks when we're motivated by, by fear. And I really see this happening today in our society. Fear and hopelessness has really ruled the day way too long. And now it's leading to lawlessness and death and, and theft and, and destruction. America, it's time for your breakthrough. It's time for your breakthrough. This is a, a season. This season is ripe for a breakthrough. Radicalism and racialism is, is the tension here is crazy. I've never seen this before. We need a breakthrough. COVID-19, this corona a global pandemic, right? We need a breakthrough. Markets up and down and all around and the economies are all messed up all over the world, really, but in, in America, it's just kind of messed up. We need a breakthrough. We need stability. We need help. We need healing. We need a breakthrough. Sin pandemic and evil running rampant. We need a breakthrough. Churches closed and considered non-essential. We need a breakthrough. Uh, when, when good people do nothing and remain silent, bad things happen. We need a breakthrough. When children are abused by their parents, by society, by all levels that we're seeing take place in this country and really around the world, 
They need a breakthrough. Millions upon millions of babies are murdered and aborted. And since Roe versus Wade, it's just insane. We need a breakthrough. This year alone, there's been 365,000 babies aborted already. Already this year alone, 18 million babies aborted worldwide. We need a breakthrough. Uh, since 1980, 1 1.5 billion babies aborted um, worldwide. Where is the American outcry for these issues? There's so many issues, we need a breakthrough. Peoples matter, all lives matter, black lives matter, white lives matter, blue lives matter. Every group of people on earth matter. We need a breakthrough, but we also need a greater understanding of what's happening right now in this season and in this country. Now, for me, as a, as a pastor and a leader of a church, this is not a political forum for me, all right? You have to understand, this is the eternal one appointed by God, ordained by God for such a season right now. So for me, as a pastor, I want to talk about souls. I want to talk about the, the worldwide hell pandemic. I want to talk about that people are dying and never making things right with their God, with their Savior, right? Eternity is at stake. Hell is a real place. Heaven is a real place. Consider, consider God above all things. I see people that are sick and hurt and wounded and dying at all levels in society. Some people are just better off covering it up. Really, this should, this should be an American outcry, really a world outcry about so many issues and so many injustices around the world that are taking place. But there's a sin, hell pandemic that's running wild and we need to bring it back and tell people, you need Jesus. And currently, though, we're facing a great injustice in this America right now in this season that the world has seen played out right before everyone's eyes. And so we no longer can turn a blind eye to these things. Hatred, racism, injustice, lack of respect, oppression, right? These are just a few things facing us today. And then you have looting and lawlessness, right? A great injustice has taken place and we need to recognize it. And so the narrative in many ways have moved from COVID-19, to the death of George Floyd, and then now to the rioters and the looters. And now we're basically approaching anarchy if this stuff doesn't stop and, and the governors keep allowing this stuff to keep going on. We need a breakthrough. And while we should be speaking about the murdering of a man, a black man, by a rogue white police officer who took an oath to serve and protect the very person that he killed and murdered, the narrative has changed to riots and looters and, and death and destruction and, and all these criminal activities. It's no longer about truth and justice and, and peaceful protesting. It's no longer about the color and culture and what is right and what is wrong. Most honest people would believe, believe that this was a, tragedy, a travesty, right? The senseless killing of a man. Especially what? For forging a, a check or whatever it was. Whatever it was wasn't at the level that he needed to die for. This, this should be out, we should be outraged by this. Anyone who's, who sees this should be outraged. This is not okay. Uh, there's a great injustice that took place and it's painful and, and really hard. Uh, hard to watch and unfortunately it's repeated way too often in this country and it's time for people to talk about it and not only should it should have never happened to a black man it should never happen to a human being whatever what it should not happen to people in general we need and we expect our law enforcement uh, people in power 
to do the right things, right? Because when those authorities fail us, when they, when they fail us and, and we no longer can, uh, can trust them, right? Chaos and confusion takes over as we have seen in our streets and then lawlessness and all these other things go to a whole new level. We have this herd mindset that takes place too. When people start doing things in the moment of time, in their rage, in their pain, in their suffering, in all the injustices that are taking place, they might not do this under, say, normal circumstances, but, but these things push them to, into this herd mindset and they go beyond what they normally would do. And to make matters worse, there seems to be this paid, these paid agitators that are stirring things up at many new levels, moving peaceful protesters to acts of violence and rage and looting and criminal activities at all different levels. The narrative of George Floyd, Floyd and, many, and his death, right, and many other injustices really are, are being lost in all, these, in all this other noise and things that are taking place or, 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 or it's being weakened in the process, Lord. We need a breakthrough. And currently we are now in, in, in danger. Nobody is safe by these random acts of evil that are running our streets and running wild. When our protectors become uh, violators, when good people give up and they do bad things, Lord, we need a breakthrough. We seem to have shifted from everything go mindset where right is wrong and wrong is right, where looting and destruction and theft and, and harming people seem to be okay. People, it is not okay. We need to stop. Stop it. Lord, we need a breakthrough. Lord, we need help. Lord, we need your mercy and your, and your peace. And I believe it needs to start in the church. Oh, I believe it needs to start in the church because you cannot legislate a heart change. You, you can't create laws to transform a heart. Only Jesus Christ can transform a heart. Only God himself can do the things that are needed right now in this country and around the world. Oh, you might bring in the National Guard. You might bring in military force to kind of create peace. But true peace will never be achieved in the absence of God Almighty. Maybe you can slow it down. Maybe you can navigate rioters and move them in another direction so they don't harm innocent people and destroy the businesses that we have seen down. But you cannot regulate true peace or transform a heart by government rules and regulations and policies. These types of breakthroughs only come when a sovereign God is exalted far and above all people and all things. Especially over self. We must die to self and we must elevate God to the rightful places in society. Yes. Last Sunday I called for a 21 day fast. That's taking us to Father's Day. There's 14 more days. Press in, church. Press in. Press in. Whatever that fast means to you, press in. Pray for the country. Pray for the nation. Pray for the people. Pray for injustice. Pray for church growth, right? Pray that souls are one to the kingdom of God. Cry out to God and seek Him like never before. I want to see this church grow. I want to see the doors open. I want to see us to be considered essential. I want these communities around us to flourish and thrive in Jesus' name. And I'm praying for a breakthrough. How about you? But right now we need a breakthrough in society at all levels because our society is breaking down at all levels in character, in value, in lives mattering, in morals. And the list goes on and on from our governors and mayors and people in power. This is not really about one rogue cop. This is not really even about cops 
in general. Cops are just an extension of society. They are your moms, they are your dads, they are your uncles and aunts, they are the friends and neighbors surrounding you. This is not even, I don't believe, a black and white issue. This is a society problem, society issues and concerns. This is a leadership issue. Many leaders have failed us with the way they handled the virus and the quarantine and the way they're dealing with injustice, the, the way they're handling things and the way they're allowing lawlessness to take place and police buildings to be burned and all the stuff that's carrying on and allowing good people to be killed and died and slaughtered in their streets. This is about community issues. This is about the church issues. This is even about the, a God issue. Let me explain. In Romans chapter 1, if some of you haven't opened your Bible in decades, maybe in your life, go read Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 28. Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossipers, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decrees that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but also approve of those who practice them. And we see these things being displayed out in our streets over the last few weeks where many good people got caught up in lawlessness. When we take God out of school and God out of the public square, when we consider church as non-essential, when the saints of God are separated and spread out and living in fear and no longer united, when the church has lost its saltiness, when the power of God is being quenched and the people of God are being silenced, when good people of all nations and all tribes and all races and all cultures stand quiet and do nothing, evil and sin prevails. This is no longer a white and black issue that is running around in our society. We have lost the narrative that, that took us to this turmoil in the first place. It now seems to be about politics. It seems to be about the shadow movement and terrorist groups that want to bring down a government, the government of the United States of America. It's about sin and lawlessness running the streets and and looting and stealing in the church of God. The people of God need to be awakened and they need to stand up for justice and equality and speak up and speak out of this, of the craziness that's taking place and unite against evil. We need to do this as a church, as a one body believers of faith. We need to be a voice where there is no voice. In Psalms chapter 82 verses 2 to 4 says, How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless and maintain the rights of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy and deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Psalms 89 verses 14 and 15 says righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. We need to see the seed of racism that many people have in their heart. They have it in their heart, and so there's a, there should be a call for repentance and change. 
And when we don't talk and we don't see color and we don't, we don't talk about color and see color, right, we make things worse. We need to speak out about these issues and why they're even here in the first place. We need to get to the, to, back to the narrative that ignited all of this. But right now, I personally believe that we need peace. We need law. We need order. We need to slow it down and take a pause for a moment and reflect right now on what things are happening across the states and across our nation and really allow things are really spiraling out of control. Right now, I'm calling for peace and slowing things down and reflection. Right now, it seems like a small group of lawless people at all law at levels of society are pushing a personal political agenda that this should not be about politics. This should not be black versus white. This should not be about Democrats and Republicans. But it's a voting year. So we know how these things get played out through society. And then they have a great part in all of this. Things are out of control. We need a breakthrough from God. But the truth is, there's a greater power out there that's moving this needle towards lawlessness. We need to understand that there's a great evil out there, a demonic movement of, of satanic movement from him himself that has overshadowed this country that uh, steal, kill, and destroy. You see, the real enemy is not people. It's sin. It's depravity. It's Satan himself. And so I'm calling all people from all cultures, all races, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, oh God, Call out to him anyway. Cry out to him anyway because he's the answer. He's, he's our peace. He's the way maker. He can transform a heart and a life and a country in a moment when Christ, when the church is silenced and the church is considered non-essential and sidelined and left alone, you get lawlessness. You get looters. You get chaos and confusion. You get this type of actions that's happening across our nation. Fear and hopelessness can cause people to do bad things and wrong Things. God wants to deliver the Israelites from oppression and slavery and give them a new beginning and bring them into the promised land. But they want to go back to Egypt. They didn't truly understand what God was freeing them and what, what, God, what God does for you is what's best for you all the time and every time. And so God wants to set you free. Will you trust him today with your life, your future, your everything? Fear can overcome us. And with that, we make the wrong decisions. But faith must motivate us. Faith must move us and move us towards God. Not just anyone. We must place our trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We must place our trust in the right person. Currently, many fo are focusing on the looters and the protesters. Many are, are focusing on the violence that are happening in the street. Many are, are turning to the wrong one and the wrong things. And fear has ruled the day way too long in this country. But we must place our trust and future in Christ and in him alone. In Exodus 14, Moses answers the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. He will bring it to you today. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Stand firm and be still. And so we try to advance and get, get ahead through our own methods, our own power, our own strength, right? Our own mind, our own wisdom. And we stop waiting on God for his promises and for his provision and for his perfect timing. And maybe if we just stand firm and stand still and place our trust and faith in him and alone, he will show up powerfully. But until then, until we cry out to him, he waits because he's above and beyond time because, because he can wait. But we don't have that type of time. So we need to trust 
and rely on Him. The sooner we cry out to Him, the better off we will be, the better off the church will be, the better off our country will be, the better off we will, mankind will be. May faith move us and motivate us towards God and take the right steps. Moses reminds us that the Lord said, stand firm and be still. But notice what the Lord says in Moses in, in uh, Exodus chapter 14. The Lord says in verse 15 and 16, the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff. Stretch out your hands over the sea to divide it. Divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Moses obeyed God and he did what was commanded. And so the, the Red Sea parted and they walked across on dry land as God promised would happen if you obeyed. So while the Lord said stand firm, He's not saying remain quiet and do nothing. You see, the Lord tells Moses, why are you crying out to me? Do something. Speak out. Tell the Israelites to go, to move on, to cross over to the other side. Raise your staff and do something. Stretch out your hands over the sea and do what? Divide it, right? Not only did Moses have to obey God, but the people of God had to obey Moses and their leader. They had to cross over and follow their leader to the other side. It wasn't a call to arms or violence or insurrection. It was a call to obedience and trust in Jesus Christ. God has given them a voice. Speak up, speak out. God has given them power to divide the, the Red Sea, break strongholds and resist the devil and heal the sick and proclaim the good news of Christ to all people in all generations. Now there are times to be quiet and silent and just wait on the Lord for his word. But often we are to be proclaimers and to speak out and speak up. Psalms 46, chapter 46, verse 10 and 11 says, Be still, know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will exalt, be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. But even then, in the stillness, there's something that needs to take place. And we need to understand this. We ought to be still in the Lord because He is Almighty and He is fighting for us. He is Almighty and He is with us. We trust the Lord. We rely on the Lord. We place our trust and future in Him alone. We are still, we are still, and we are comforted knowing that He is God, that He is good, that He is merciful, that He is love, that He is just. And we ought to trust Him and know that that he does not change and we all have been created in his image and given purpose and a place on earth to be fruitful and multiply, right? And so we need to be still in him and rest in him. But there's still a call to action in these verses, to prayer and to praise and to worship. There must be exaltation for he is God. He is our comforter. He is our strength. He is our strong tower. He is the, he is the, the great I am. He is our good shepherd. He is the way maker. And so we don't have to work it all out in our flesh. We don't have to get angry and rage and do all these violent things. We don't have to allow, um, we have, we don't have to know that how everything's going to work out because he is in control and we lay our burdens at his feet. We simply must align with his will and his ways and seek his face and seek his wisdom in all things. And pray that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want his will or do we not want it? In these past few weeks, really these months, I have seen people pushing their own personal agenda and political agenda. But we are to rely on God and trust in God alone. Faith must motivate us. And so we place our trust in God. 
Psalms 46, God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, the mountains quake with their surging. And so when everything around us is broken and falling apart and burning down and being destroyed, He is our refuge, He is our strength, He is our peace, He is our strong tower, and we must place our full faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And that faith must motivate us and move us to greater things in our life. But it starts by trusting in Him and dedicating our lives to Him in all seasons and all ways of life. And so let's remember who we're really against. It is not against our brothers and sisters. Let us remember that Scripture says in Ephesians 6, Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Satan is a liar. He is a deceiver. He is the divider. He wants to take away your peace and make you live in fear. He wants fear and unrest, chaos and confusion. He wants you to live in bondage and slavery. He wants to steal from you. He, he came to kill and destroy But Jesus came to give you life. Jesus came to save you. He wants to heal you and set you free. He wants you to have peace. He doesn't want you to to live in fear, but he wants you to walk by faith. He wants you to desire him and reach out to him. He came to seek and save those which are lost, and he can transform a heart like no one else can. No legislation, no government can fix this problem because it's a heart issue and the church needs to to rise up with this message of faith and love and hope amen and so church we need a breakthrough we need a breakthrough we need a breakthrough can someone write breakthrough we need a breakthrough amen we need to cry out to god because because a quiet church and a silent church is not a thriving church and it's not a compassionate church We need a great move of God. We need the Holy Spirit to come, descend on this country, descend in this place, hover over us, protect us, O God, from the evil one and his minions. Spirit of God, move, move in our hearts, move here today to touch lives, change lives, transform a government, transform a country by your power. We need a breakthrough, church. We need a breakthrough today. We need a breakthrough in this country. We need need you, God, to move powerfully. O God, move. Move, oh God, move in our hearts, move in our homes, move in our country, move, oh God, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Moses reminds the people that they wanted their breakthrough and they need not be afraid. They need to stand firm in their faith. And in Exodus 14, verses 13 and 14 says, you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Peace. Be still. Remember those words? Peace, be still. There is peace and freedom that comes from knowing God Almighty, that He is with us, that He is for us, that He will fight for us, and you will see your deliverance that the Lord will bring you. But it's a choice to trust and obey. And so we have freedom to place in Jesus Christ. We have that choice and that freedom to put our future in His hands. What will you do? Freedom can save you. Freedom can save you. Now, when we allow Christ to deliver us and set us free, there are times that when life can just be overwhelming and fear is 
consuming us and our future looks bleak, but most of us are facing hard times and many, many people are living in fear and, and, and anxiety and hopelessness, but faith must motivate us and move us to the Lord Jesus Christ. What will you do with your freedom? Will you turn to God or not? Will you trust him or, or not? Will you allow him to lead you or will you lead yourself or will you just follow someone else's lead? The truth is there's no better place than allowing God to lead you and to be the center of his will. When he speaks, the mountains move. And we need a breakthrough or peace or saving. He's the one that can provide it. And so in these next few moments that we have, let's remember that God parted the Red Sea and Moses had to speak up and step up and stand up and take steps of faith to move the people. Um, he could have stayed silent. He could have done nothing. He could have sat on the sidelines and grumbled himself. But no, he marched on. He raised his voice. He raised his staff. And he followed and obeyed God's call in his life. And so while we have a great part to play in our victories, and we're called to speak out and stand up and be people of action, we are to be moved and motivated by God's will first and foremost all the time and every time. And so we cry out to God for our breakthrough, for wisdom and direction, for healing. We, we repent for our violence. We repent for our lack of concern. We repent for our fears. We repent for many, many years of injustice that have been taking place in this country. We repent for many years of silence. We repent for the blind eyes, right, for the lack of mercy and the lack of compassion and the lack of understanding because these are heart issues. These are not legislation issues, right? If anyone calls upon God, speak to him from your heart. Cry out from your heart. Invite him into your life. Just say, Jesus, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Transform my heart today. Deliver me today. Save me today and you will be saved. Deliverance can be yours today. Salvation can be yours today. Speak to God from your heart. There's healing. He can heal your heart today and your brokenness and your woundedness today. He can even heal that virus in Jesus' name. Amen. Cry out to him and he will reveal himself to you in greater ways. He will change you from the inside out. And he will tr transform you, your body, mind, and spirit. He will save you. Oh God, save us. Oh God, restore my heart. Oh God, take what is broken and make me whole again. Do you believe that God can do this? Do you believe that, that he can transform you? Oh, may his power move and his love and mercy come down. May he break strongholds. Do you believe this church that he can transform a culture and a society just like that? I know he can do. We need a great revival and a great awakening in this country. We need a breakthrough. Cry out to God. He delivered the Israelites from slavery and oppression. They were in bondage and slavery for 400 years. Sound familiar? He parted the Red Sea. He fed them with food from heaven. He cared for them and gave them fire and clothes and, and, and clouds and sandals that didn't wear out. He helped them to become a great nation. But right now, this country, our nation is being shook to our core. We need a breakthrough. This president was on trial. Our elections and democracy um, and republic was on trial. COVID hit this country real hard and worldwide. Fear took over our economy and markets go into a tailspin. Millions and millions of people out of work. And I'm glad some of this is loosening up. But our schools and our sports events and our churches are still shut. Lord, we need a breakthrough. Now we're dealing with racism and murder and this injustice that continues. We need a 
break through radical tensions and riots like we've never seen before. We need a breakthrough. Things are out of control and seem to be closing in on us. Lord, we need a breakthrough. The safety of, the, of mothers walking the street are no longer safe with their children. They're in danger. We need a breakthrough. Many local stores are no longer temporary closed because of COVID. They are permanently closed because looters and theft and lawlessness that's trying to bring down a government and society seems to be invoked. Lord, we need a breakthrough and these mountains are being shook right now at our core, but we have a hope in God. The transforming power of Christ can do an amazing work in this country, in this land. Lord, we need a breakthrough. And so church, let's cry out to God. We need a breakthrough. Officials, cry out to God. We need a breakthrough. Races and cultures, we need a breakthrough. Many, many people just need to repent for their sins and invite the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart, into their homes, into their houses, into this country. We depend on you, God, for today and and tomorrow and our future. God, give us a breakthrough. Give us the victories. We have been praying for this refiner fire, and now our, our, our nation, our states seem to be burning up. We sing and talk about the mountains shaking. At our core, many are shaking, and so we need a breakthrough. So many things are happening, and, and we just need to cry out to God. If not now, then when? Who will lead us to this next level? We need a breakthrough. Will we turn to God? No more death, no more crime, no more injustice. One day, the King of Kings will come, and the millennial reign will happen, and the King of Kings will walk on this earth, and there will be no more injustice, no more pain, no more crime. I believe God is going to come, and He's going to rapture up His saints. You need to be on that train to heaven and be snatched up in the air. Oh, we need a breakthrough. Let's go deeper with God. Let's go deeper with God. Salvation can be yours today. Oh, we need to be the voice of the voiceless. Amen. Oh, church, we need to cry out to God and plead to Him and say, Lord, I need Thee. Help us. Heal us. Touch our land. Fire, come down from heaven and unite our hearts with love. We are one body. We are one people. We are united in faith, brothers and sisters. Oh, embrace the love of God. Embrace his grace and his mercy while we're aware of the culture and the problems and the and color in this country it's our differences God has made us and created this way and we should be aware of this but we are to unite as brothers and sisters as one race under God in one accord as one people not to lawlessness and sin but to holiness and purity and godliness and life he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. We need freedom. Freedom from sin, oppression, bondage, slavery, racism, right? Freedom from racism, freedom from evil, freedom from injustice. Lord, we need a breakthrough. And the Lord delivered the Israelites from the Pharaoh's hand and grip. And I close with this just another minute or two. Exodus 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hands over the sea. And the waters basically receded on the Egyptians. Moses stretched out his hand. And at daybreak, the sea went back. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it. The Lord swept them into the sea. Basically, they all died. Israelites went through the sea on, on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on the left. The day of the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Listen, church, listen very carefully in this next minute. The church plays a very important role in society. Regardless if our governor doesn't understand that or other people, other governors or 
mayors or political leaders don't understand it. It is the church of God that pushes back lawlessness and sin and deceit. And when we stay silent, when we, when we, we, we are treated non-essential and we act faithless and we act as non-essential people, when we complain and grumble and we remain in bondage and, and isolated and in slavery ourselves, we limit what God wants to do in our country and our communities and our church. And it's time for our churches to awaken. It's time for us to push hard. It's time for us to rise up. Oh, our church is opening up soon. I just want, I just want you to know that. But you keep pressing in. In the meantime, we are trying to follow the governor's lead. But let me tell you, we, we're, we just got to go forward in faith. The people grumbled against Moses and the leaders. But eventually, they obeyed God and followed Moses. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, put their trust in him and Moses, his servant. May we turn towards God and away from lawlessness and away from sin and wickedness. And may God deliver us from the oppression that many of us are facing today. May God give us the courage to stand strong, stand firm in the peace of God. Just bless this word and pour out your spirit, Lord, because we need more of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. See you soon. You have